Um, we'll go ahead and call the meeting to order. And uh, the first item on the agenda is that for Scott to go over protocol for Zoom meetings. So we'll turn that part over to Scott. Good evening, uh, my name is Scott Wagner. I'm the aviation uh, airport manager and welcome to the February 2nd meeting of the aviation advisory board. I've just got a few uh, announcements as we go into our um, virtual meeting tonight. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and public access cable channel 25. During the meeting, we and you are not participating. If you could please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you are muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your microphone during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear. You just have to remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. Uh, commissioners and staff, please remember to state your name and title each time you speak. When a motion is made, the chair will call on the commissioners individually to provide their vote, then announce whether the motion is carried and the count of the vote. When the chair calls for in-person public comment, individuals should indicate that they wish to speak. Uh, staff that are present uh, in the commission chambers will direct you to the podium. Please state your name before speaking and comments will be limited to three minutes. Individuals participating via the Zoom should either use the raise hand function on the Zoom, or I think we've got a small enough group where you can probably just raise your, raise your hand uh, and we'll get you recognized. Uh, individuals will be called upon by name in the order they appear. Uh, when you're called upon, uh, please unmute and state your name. And this is for public comment and comments will be limited to three minutes. And with that, I'll turn it back over to our chair tonight. Uh, again, I just wanna welcome everyone. Uh, it seems like Groundhog Day. Well, wait, it is Groundhog Day. Uh, we're back at Zoom again, and maybe one of these days we'll, we'll be in person. But uh, thank you all for joining us tonight, and I'll turn it over to our chair. Okay. Uh, first item on the agenda is doing a roll call. Um, Richard Haig here. Clancy Maloney. Here. Tiffany Hall. Here. Dan Bourne. Here. David Hayab. Here. Uh, who am I forgetting? Jim Laster. Here. And Chris Coleman. So Chris has not joined us yet, so we'll get moving. Um, the first item on the agenda is the approval of the uh, the minutes from our last meeting and if everybody's had a chance to review those minutes, are there any changes that anyone would like to see in those minutes? Yes, this is Clancy hey, Maloney, board member. Um, Richard, I apologize to you if under agenda items uh, C3 for the last meeting, it says that Richard Haig and Tiffany Hall volunteered to serve on the planning committee. Um, if you have volunteered, I didn't know about it. It was Scott and Tiffany, and I've been excluding you. So tell me if yeah. you want to be on it. I'll welcome you. But well, otherwise, we need to change that to Scott. Well, at this point, I definitely want to volunteer to assist during it. But I think this late in the game, I might throw a wrench in the works oh, by I jumping it, into the committee now. But, but in yes. case, that's the only change I found. Okay. So I will scratch that. So. 
You got it. Anyone else? Okay, so I can take a motion to approve the minutes with the uh, correction of 3C, removing my name from, from the, the uh, committee list. And uh, if I have a motion to approve the minutes with that. Clancy Maloney, board member, so, so move. Okay. Moved by Clancy, seconded. David Head, board member, second. David, second by David Heeb. All in favor? Um, Richard Haig, aye. Clancy Maloney? Aye. Tiffany Hall? Aye. Dan Bourne? Aye. David Hyden? Aye. Jim Laster? Aye. So passes 6 0. Okay, I'd like to mix, uh, well, actually, next, let's uh, take public comment. Before we move to other agenda items, is there any public that wishes to say anything at this time? Okay, with no public comment, I would like to move, I'd like to rearrange the, the agenda just a little bit to, uh, since uh, Peggy Johnson's joined us with United Way and just move her presentation up to the pecking order so she doesn't have to necessarily sit through the rest of our, our business. So get her broken free as early as she wants. So Peggy, uh, the floor is yours if you uh, would like to take it. And if you would state your, your full name as you begin to speak. Yes, thank you, Richard. Uh, I'm Peggy Johnson, interim CEO of United Way. And uh, for those that don't know, United Way is an organization that um, provides resources and builds partnerships with nonprofit agencies to find funding and uh, add capacity to them so that we can help uh, our vulnerable population. But what we're looking for is a fundraising event at the airport uh, this fall, and um, not only fundraising, but an awareness event. And uh, being a pilot, as I am, although not current, I, I also love the idea of um, showcasing our airport. You guys are doing a great job with that airport. I'm, I'm totally impressed. So I think it can be beneficial to you as well. So the event we're looking at, we're, we're shooting for August 27th, that is a Saturday. And for the day portion of that event, we would showcase some airplanes where people can come and ooh and awe and, and look at them and, and be fascinated. We would also pre-sell some tickets for charity rides. Uh, I have already reached out to Sherry Thompson with the 99s and they're very much interested in participating. She's taking that to her board. Um, we also would have food trucks and uh, we're gonna coordinate transportation from the Tanger Mall because we understand we don't have sufficient parking for a larger event. Um, but with talking to Rick, we found out we probably could coordinate some parking for VIP donors, and there may be a place that we have parking for our volunteers. So the, the people were kind of thinking that would come to that event 
would be residents of Douglas County, our United Way supporters, our nonprofit partner agencies that we support. Uh, of course, we'd invite our community and county leaders. And, and certainly I would be, wouldn't be surprised there's people outside of Douglas County that come to the event. For the evening event, we're looking at, and the timing on that one, we're thinking 10 to two, 10 to three. The evening event would be a dinner for our top donors, our business partners, our nonprofit executives, and uh, our community leaders. Um, that is going to be in the Eurotech hangar. Chad Decker has been very gracious to offer his hangar free of charge to us. He would move his helicopters out so we'd have use of it for that evening. Uh, we anticipate somewhere around 5.30 to 8. Of course, we would set up, we would clean up, we'd knock everything down. So we don't want to add work to your, your schedules, that's for sure. Now you're thinking volunteers. Well, United Way has a very coordinated and organized volunteer center with our Roger Hill Volunteer Center. Uh, I don't know if many of you know this, but we provided the 1,700 volunteers for the Douglas County Health Department's COVID vaccination sites. They provided over 11,000 man hours. So we, we know a little bit about getting volunteers organized for an event. And of course, coordinating with Rick, I'm sure we can do that very smoothly. Um, we also wanna think about a way that we can benefit both of us. We wanna make it easy on the airport. When we first visited with Rick and Scott, we talked about doing a hot air balloon event. And of course, Rick told us, well, they'd have to close down one runway. Well, we tabled that right away because we do not want to make this difficult for the airport. We will coordinate and work with Rick. He's been very helpful, talked about some events you've had in the past. So we will utilize him and, and lean on him heavily. Now, I'm not asking for anything from you. All I'm asking is your approval for this event so we can move forward. So I'd open it up for questions, comments, or suggestions. Any, any comments from public or board members? Yeah, this is Dan Bourne, board member. I think it's a great idea. I think it could be helpful for the airport, the community, for United Way. Uh, one thing I do wonder is uh, the parking. Could we have enough parking? How many are anticipated to come to this? Would there be enough parking to do like with the Kansas Air Classic to uh, park people on the grass there uh, west of the hangars? Or is there going to be more of a crowd than that? That's a great question. Uh, and, and I'll rely upon Rick for this. It sounds like when you pre-sell the tickets for the charity rides, that, that drums up quite a bit of interest. So the day event may draw a larger number of people. Um, we did talk about we could park some in the grass. The day event, you know, I'm, I'm guessing it's our first year doing this. And lots of times the first year of an event and I should talk to Tiffany Hall about this because you want to talk about an event planner extraordinaire. She's the one. Um, but you know, if we got three, 400, 500 people for the day event, um, I, I, I would be very happy. Um, the evening event, um, the dinner event, I'm guessing that will be more like 100, 150. If it was 200, I would love it, but I, I don't anticipate that may be the number. 
So I'd like to say we could fit them all there on site. Rick, what are your thoughts on that? You know the, the parking better than me. Uh, thank you, Peggy. Rick Bryant, airport analyst. Um, Dan, to answer your question, uh, when we have held previous open houses at the airport on a Saturday, such as what Peggy is proposing, we have had several thousand people. And so we have talked about um, using the Tanger Outlet Mall, and then United Way would have uh, make arrangements for a shuttle bus, and then they would have a continuous running loop all day long for the public event. When Eurotech opens up their hangar, uh, Chad intends to bring his air helicopters across the street to the big grassy area, which he now has under a ground lease, which we'll, Scott will talk about later. Um, so we can't really use that site. For volunteers, uh, some VIP parking, I anticipate we would utilize the grass area west of T-Hanger Block A, like we did for the air tour for volunteer parking. Uh, and then the rest of the airport, will work with the business owners out there to see what they need for accommodations with their clientele and stuff on Saturday. But we're, we're pretty much gonna try and shut down people just driving up airport road and trying to find a place to park. Hopefully that answers or gives you a little feel for what we're talking about. Lancy Maloney, board member. Um, how are you going to manage traffic into and out of the airport? Is the Are the city police going to help do that if you're anticipating that many people, Rick? I, I think Rick had talked about, you know, getting several different groups to help us with that. Certainly we, we talked with the, the city police, but um, civil patrol, um, a, a variety of different options. And again, I will rely upon Rick to help give us guidance there. But again, we want to make this very smooth and very easy for the airport. Uh, Clancy, Rick, again, uh, we'll probably go with a similar uh, color coding hang tag like we had for the air tour event. And then um, Civil Air Patrol is uh, eager to help out and do another public event like this. So we'll probably lean on them as opposed to Lawrence PD. Um, but that's not to say that, you know, we're gonna encourage them to come out on a regular basis and patrol. Um, right now, everything's in uh, fluid state. And um, Peggy's fortunate, she's got a great operations um, assistant there at the United Way who has done large events also. So the two of us are um, chatting all the time on how to make this go smoothly. And, um, but if you look at the air tour event we had last September and we tried to keep that quiet, but uh, the newspaper accounts and stuff brought out people and we had more than we anticipated um, and, and we handled that pretty well. Uh, but we're, we're gonna have a much larger crowd for this. And um, the charity rides, um, the day we did this um, back in 09, for Make-A-Wish and one of our prior board members, his daughter was a sorority girl at, I think it was Cayo uh, up on KU campus and they wanted to do a public fundraising event. So that's how we teamed up to do um, Wings for a Wish. 
and we sold $20,000 worth of tickets between the sorority and walk-ins that day at the airport. So uh, our volunteer pilots ran continuously from starting about 9, 9.30 in the morning till three in the afternoon. I think we only had about six. So I have encouraged Peggy to try and get a few more so the, the wear and tear of constant flying, you know, wouldn't uh, wear on the volunteer pilots as well. So hopefully that gives you a little better feel. Uh, yeah, and another question too is you'll recall for the air tour, we had um, a minor issue with enough handicap parking. What are we gonna do to solve that problem? Well, um, again, trying to keep in mind that we're not letting people drive up uh, to the airport because we really have a, a very limited uh, number of handicapped stalls. And we're trying to drive the public over to the Tanger Outlet Mall, and that'll be a, a crucial communications piece for United Way. And, you know, that's then they'll have to use a, a handicapped transit bus um, to, to get people over there. Again, um, I'm not going to make any definitive statements. It's you know your your question is valid. Those are things that have to be worked through the process, and we're just in the very walk baby step stages with this. I, I understand that, but I know that there are some people that just can't use buses. Also, I mean, we had an overflow need at the air tour, and that was a small event compared with this. And people will drive up to the hangar anticipating a place to park and there simply weren't enough spaces the last time. So that may be something you need to consider in terms of cordoning off that area somehow or another for people who have their own capability and vans because sometimes the city just doesn't or the buses don't have that. So that that's all I'm saying about that. Yes, I understand. Clancy, that, that really is a, a good point. Um, when you think of the United Way and you think of the population we serve, um, handicap is certainly uh, a, a very big part of that. So uh, I appreciate you bringing that to our attention and that we will address that. Richard Hague and Peggy, my hat's off to all the volunteers that were out at the fairgrounds. That was just phenomenal how that flowed out there. It was, it was really incredible. And uh, Appreciate all their hard work and, and getting the community moving again back in the day. That was awesome. The The one question I have is, Rick, are you going to be a big part of the uh, planning process for this? Um, <laughs> the, yeah. I've seen my other boss just put her thumbs up. Um, well, uh, I, I, I will be resourced to the extent that they need mm -hmm. me to make this go smooth and then, um, you know, be on site the, the day of the event. Uh, to, you know, we'll do whatever we need to do to make this a safe and fun and hopefully profitable event for United Way. And if we do a good job, sadly, I hear they want to come back year after year. That could be a great open house for the airport that way. Um, the one question I have, Rick, that you'd be familiar with, and, and Peggy, as a pilot, you might know, when we did this back in 09, we had to have a list and get approval of pilots through the FAA. Is that something that you guys are going to follow the, the FAA guidelines and get everybody vetted that way? Is that? Yes, sir. Okay. They already, I've already provided Peggy and her assistant as Mandy, the operations director. They already have the guidelines from the FAA. So they know when they talk with Sherry in the 99s, what the criteria is. And then we will, um, 
vet those um, insurance and certificates and all that stuff, just like we did back in 09. Okay. Sounds so great. Everything will be by the book. Super. I remember that was a, a significant list of who's who of pilots in the area and from around the state. It was, it was a pretty good turnout. Yes, it was. We were, uh, we were pretty fortunate. And, um, you know, uh, Gary Fish was the board member that um, – <laughs> We'll put the credit on his shoulders because he's the one that did all the hard work and, and vetted the pilots and kept all the records. And um, yeah, they they were not only Lawrence pilots, but they were from all around the state. Um, he pulled in a lot of chips to to make this work, and it worked quite well. It really did. It was phenomenal. Okay, so as the board, actually, I guess I should say, is there any more comment, public comment on on the issue? Okay. The uh, board's position is to recommend that the city authorize staff to work with Peggy and the United Way to uh, promote this event and, and get this event moving. So um, I guess we need a, a motion to approve the city staff to work with United Way and Peggy to, to get this event going. Paul, I make that motion. Okay. Motion by Tiffany. I sit here a second. Jim Lasser, uh, Aviation Board. I would second that. And seconded by Jim. So uh, all in favor, I'll go down the roll call. Uh, Richard Haig, aye. Clancy? Aye. Tiffany? Aye. Dan? Aye. David? Aye. Jim? Okay, so it passes 6-0. Peggy, thank you. Look forward to working with you on that. That sounds pretty exciting. Thank you, Richard and everyone. We we will do an event that will make you proud. And, and I'm just gonna tell you, Tiffany, I'm gonna call you because you are a wonderful planner of events. Let's see if we can get some chamber volunteers involved. Thanks to everything you do. You guys are doing a great job out at the airport. Yeah, thank you, Peggy. Over on. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't have any hear anything about the specific date when we're planning this. Has a date been August, put on? That ought to be in the minutes, I think. August 27th. <laughs> Did you hear that, Ron? August 27th? Okay. Just all wanted right. to make sure it went into the minutes, that's all. <laughs> okay, you got it. All right, so we'll get back to the agenda items. And uh, Scott, do you want to talk about the ACIP? Yes, Scott Wagner, uh, airport manager. We've got a few items to get through tonight. So I'll, I know we've uh, already uh, used about a half an hour of our meeting time. So I'll try to be as succinct as possible, but um, be cognizant of everyone's time tonight. So the first uh, regular agenda item is the uh, five-year airport uh, CIP. If you have that agenda document pulled up in front of you, or I can share it or ask Kurt to put it up if, Kurt, can if you needed. Can you that document up? Uh, Let me show you which one. Uh, the one through five? Yes, Scott, share that. Okay. Okay, let me get to that real quick.
Can everyone see that? It's the agenda yet. Yeah, let me scroll to that item real quick. Oh, you got that? Okay. Can everyone see that first memo there regarding the airport CIP program? Great. Okay, so um, we'll just kind of quickly go through this uh, memo. It's similar to what's been on your agenda in the past. Each year, um, the airport has to submit updated uh, CIP project uh, data sheets to the FAA. And this year, those updates were due January 14th. Uh, we had Garver uh, assist us in, in updating kind of the current uh, CIP data sheets that we had um, previously submitted. And they've also prepared some uh, new projects that uh, we've inputted into the uh, CIP uh, program as well. So I'll kind of uh, go over and highlight uh, some of those. Uh, the great thing about uh, having Garver assist us was that they were out at our airport in December of this year uh, because they had the statewide um, KDOT contract for airport evaluation and inspection of uh, pavement conditions at all Kansas airports. So they had fresh data from our airport and they were super helpful in in turning around that data from the end of December to the submission deadline of, of January uh, 14th. Um, so at the top of that chart is kind of the, the five-year list of projects that the board approved February uh, 3rd of last year, uh, the apron rehab project, the rehab of taxiway A, and the rehab of uh, runway 119. Um, so the couple items that uh, Garver worked with us in terms of uh, creating some CIP data sheets uh, for so that we can hopefully get some FAA funding for, uh, the first two items is uh, sanitary sewer work that's needed at the airport. Uh, the first one, they helped us create a, a data sheet for a sanitary sewer study. And this would be just for an engineering study of what is needed to build out the, the sanitary sewer infrastructure at the airport. Uh, some of you may be familiar with the, the airport sanitary sewer system. Um, several of the buildings on the east side of the airport are connected to a uh, holding tank that was built a few years ago uh, on the airport property. But the buildings on the west side of the airport are, are currently not part of a uh, sanitary sewer system and a are served by um, septic systems. So that, that's an area of uh, the airport that's really uh, needed. Uh, and you know, to understand what exactly we need to do, we need to get a, a, an engineering study to, uh, to create the, uh, the project plans that would help us uh, build out the infrastructure. Uh, the second data sheet that they created was what their kind of rough guesstimates would be to build out and connect the airport sanitary sewer system to the rest of uh, the city system. Um, and their estimated cost at this time is $2.233 million. Uh, so this, you know, from SAS perspective, we, we need to find a funding stream for this because at, at some point as the airport grows, uh, it's going to become an issue. Uh, right now, you know, we have this holding tank um, out at the airport for the buildings that are connected to the sewer system. And it's not, that holding tank is not connected to the rest of the city's infrastructure. 
So it has to get pumped uh, when it gets full. And, you know, the ongoing costs of having that done uh, add up. And, you know, at some point, uh, the airport just really needs, you know, it really must be connected to the city system. So finding some funding to to uh, push forward that project is important. Hopefully we can get some FAA funds, uh, but I'm also working with city staff to make sure that it's on the city's CIP list. So uh, for some of the new members, uh, it gets a little confusing as a, as a new airport manager. It was confusing for me at times too, because we talk about a lot of different lists. So the city has our own CIP program. We have our own projects that we fund each year uh, with um, either general fund dollars or uh, utility dollars or bonded projects through the city's CIP list. So I wanna make sure that that project is also on you know, the city's list as we um, try, to, try to get this funded. A couple other projects that I worked with Garver on as they you know, again, examine our airport. And as we looked at aerial and drone images that they shot, uh, Airport Road, you know, as you guys know, as you drive down it, it, it's really in a condition that it needs improvement. And as we've moved to a regional airport status, you know, it was initially constructed to, uh, to be just a, a basic asphalt road with uh, open ditching really as, as drainage. Um, and it, it's really time, you know, to improve airport roads. So they created a, a CIP data sheet that we did submit to FAA for possible funding of a improvement of airport road, and that would improve the look and entrance uh, to our airport. Um, the other new project that they created a, a data sheet on is uh, the Hetrick, uh, what I would call the Hetrick taxi lane. I mean, we, as you guys have known, we've been working with Hetrick as they work to build their second. Um, hangar on lot two. The city will be responsible for construction of that taxi lane to, to get to that hangar. Um, the estimated cost of that project at this time is 264000 We are budgeting city funds to get that done, but if we could get some FAA funding uh, for that project, then we could that would free up city funds to, to work on other things at the airport. So that's why I encourage Garver to to help us get that data sheet uh, together for, for that particular project. Uh, so the recommended five-year airport CIP list is below, and we can just kind of quickly go through it. Um, rehab of taxiway A, we have that budgeted for this year in terms of uh, having Garver create the engineering plans for that project. Um, I don't believe we'll get FAA funding for that this year, but I would expect it in hopefully in 2023. We did put it in for funding uh, this year. Um, that hangar taxi lane phase one, which I just talked about, um, again, um, later in my report, I'll talk about some new funding that came out of the bipartisan infrastructure legislation where the Lawrence Airport is eligible for $295,000 annually, you know, that project there would match up nicely with, with that funding source. Uh, I'm still waiting on FAA guidelines for how we can access that fund, but it's kind of my understanding that it will be accessed in the traditional way of submitting a, an airport CIP project. The T-Hanger taxi lane project, I would expect funding for next year, and we're going to move design of that project. Uh, we've got Garver under contract to uh, get that design this year. 
the apron rehab project I would hope to get funding for next uh, fiscal year. This is again, these are FAA fiscal years uh, for next year. And then uh, we also work with Garver to update the, the master plan uh, CIP data sheet. Uh, we pulled that off of kind of the five-year plan uh, last year, but with uh, all the growth and development that's occurring at the airport, um, we really think we need to update that master plan. It's going on 10 years old now, and we need a roadmap for the future. You know, FAA is probably reluctant to perhaps fund a master plan versus some of the uh, asphalt improvements and asks that, that we have on our list, but it doesn't hurt to ask in my opinion. And if we can push, uh, push that up and hopefully get some funding for that, uh, that would be great. And then the other projects uh, you see listed. Yeah, so with that, I'll uh, answer any questions you guys have about those changes and about the the updated um, CIP project list. And the action we're asking for tonight is to, to approve uh, that CIP list and, and we'll get this on a city commission agenda for approval. Um, this is Richard Haig. I, uh, I do like the list and the, the order that it's presented. Um, one question I have, Scott, is reaching back is when we did the sewer system upgrade at the airport to put that tank in and quite a challenge it ended up being because of the water table out there but was the study then done for a force main all the way back to the lawrence the north lawrence pump station that the plans and and the acquisition of property were already done at that time because they originally were going to put the force main in but there wasn't enough volume to go ahead and do that. So they were gonna wait until the volume got up high enough, which we may be at that point now, in order to put that main through. And uh, is that study available for reflection or for us to look at, or maybe even the uh, for Garver to look at and maybe help ease some of the costs of that, the new study and, uh, and just amend the old one and bring it up to date to, to where things are now. Yeah, this is Scott Wagner, airport manager. Uh, that's correct, Richard, and that's a good point. I, I was involved a little bit with that project um, when it had occurred. Um, and for sure, I, I, I will dig up that old engineering study uh, and make sure Garver has that. Certainly it would need to be updated, but uh, I, I think that's why the uh, they estimating uh, the cost of the study is you know, fairly minimal in terms of engineering work. Um, because they knew we had uh, the core core study from, gosh, it's probably going on 10 years ago now when we put that uh, holding tank out there. And is the, the one other question is Richard Haig, Chair. Um, the taxiway uh, to the second proposed hangar for Hetrick, is the taxiway what's holding up the project there? or is there just other things that are just slowing it down from being developed? This is Scott Wagner, airport manager. Uh, no, the city will be ready to bid that project here um, anytime. Uh, Garver has reviewed the project plans. They've gotten their comments back to land plan engineering, uh, Hetrix engineering firm for that project. We, we have the, I think later on, I've showed you what we have budgeted for that uh, project right now going into 2022. Uh, so we're ready to get ready to move uh, really as soon as Hedrick is on that project. Awesome. 
That's great to hear. Thank you. Any other questions or comments about the CIP? Okay, I'll take a, uh, a motion to, to approve the uh, CIP budget as it's been presented, if someone feels so moved. I so, Clancy Maloney, uh, board member, I so move. Do you hear second? Uh, David Head, board member, second. Who Who is the, the second? Uh, David Head, board member, okay, second. David Hebb. Okay. So it's been moved and seconded. So um, those in favor, Richard Haig, chair, aye. Tiffany Hall. Aye. Clancy Maloney. Aye. Dan Bourne. Aye. David Habe. Aye. And Jim Laster. Aye. All right, so it passes 6-0. The next uh, on the agenda is to receive the airport manager's report. Scott. Scott Wagner, uh, airport manager. Um, actually, Richard, uh, we've got a budget item. Uh, Did item I miss one? Two. Yeah. Can you all see that? Oh, okay. Screen share again. So the first one was to, uh, to was the CIP capital. Right. This is to approve the longer term CIP. No, uh, the second memo is uh, some budget adjustments that we're going through uh, right now. I, I don't know if you guys can see my screen. Uh, Kurt, do I need to share again? Yes, you do. That was the other adjustment. Okay, so I'll go through this memo. I'll try to keep it short. So last year we went through a few different budget adjustments. Um, the funding for the taxi lane that we just talked about to get to the second Hetrick hangar. This was a unbudgeted item. Last year we were anticipating the cost would be 200,000. However, again, with Garver's kind of expertise, uh, we've revised that budget amount to 285,000. And that budget adjustment was uh, approved uh, by the city commission in, in the fourth quarter of 2021. We moved $85,000 um, from the taxiway A rehab as that project wasn't funded uh, yet in, in 2021 uh, to this taxi lane project. So that's, that's just kind of an update. Uh, the rehab of taxiway A, which again is a priority uh, project given the, the new updated data sheets from Garver. We have budgeted in the city's budget $180,000 this year. So that will help us with the local match for that project. And we'll get Garver under contract to design uh, that work this year. The rehab of the T-Hanger taxi lanes we've been talking about. We did receive some KIP grants in 2021 for, for that project. Again, though, uh, Garver believes uh, that the grant awards we received are insufficient to really uh, do the work that's needed. 
So what we're trying to do uh, in this year's budget is to get Garber at least under contract to, to get that project designed. So we've uh, the, the proposal is to use $70,000 from the apron rehab project uh, that we, we won't get FAA funding for this year. So I'm proposing that we uh, use some of that budget that we have for this year for the apron rehab project to move into the design work of the T-Hanger taxi lane project, and then use some funds from our ARPA grant uh, to get Garber under contract uh, for design so that we'll be ready to go when we either hopefully have some additional KAIP funds for this project or some FAA funds uh, for this project. So either way, we'll be ready to go if we can uh, approve these budget changes tonight and get Garber under contract for doing that design work. And finally, so we have 120,000 in the apron rehab project. Again, um, that we won't get FAA funding for that this year. We would have received that notice. Uh, so staff is recommending we move that city uh, kind of local share match uh, budget that in 2023 and use this year's budget of 120,000 uh, for uh, a couple of uh, urgent needs. Again, one is moving, shifting 70,000 to the uh, T-Hanger taxi lane project. And then in recent weeks uh, and talking with uh, Lauren Stone, our uh, facilities manager out at the airport, uh, we've really have some doubts as to how much longer the, the pumps at the fuel uh, farm are really gonna hold out. And once I found that out, uh, you know, and found out that we didn't have any funds budgeted for fuel pump replacement, that kind of become my top priority project because we can't have our fuel pumps go out at the airport. That that would be a, a catastrophe. So I'm proposing that we move at least $50,000 from, again, the uh, apron rehab project into a fuel pump farm pump replacement this year. And we're currently getting quotes from vendors uh, to get that done. So that's kind of the gist of the budget changes. Um, the next section just kind of reviews some of the uh, federal funding uh, grants that we received in 2021. And the last item just kind of summarizes some of the account line item details. So if we get the uh, support of the advisory board tonight on these budget changes, I'll get this measure before the city commission for uh, final approval on the uh, on the budget changes and I'll be happy to answer any questions. I guess my, my this is Richard Hegg, Chair. Um, so this CIP change is the one we approved is for the long-term and this is approving changes to the immediate one to relocate the funds just for those projects. Is that correct? Scott Wagner, Airport Manager. Because. Um, Kind of, Richard. Uh, we, you know, you approved the uh, submission of uh, a few changes to the five-year uh, CIP plan. We added mm -hmm. a couple more projects to the the five-year plan, including the uh, the master plan update. Uh, but this uh, request here is to really move that amount that we have budgeted this year, uh, one hundred twenty thousand in the apron rehab project. Uh, shift those funds around. We're going to shift $70,000 for design work of the Tinghanger taxi lane project to, to make sure that we've got that project designed, ready to go, and then shift the other 50000 
so 70 plus 50 equals 120, um, into replacing the fuel pump farm, fuel pumps farm at the fuel pumps. farm uh, this year because <laughs> that, that needs to be done. Uh, Lauren indicates that he was not able to, to source some needed parts. He was kind of able to keep things running last year, but those pumps really are at the end of their lifespan and could, could fail, honestly, anytime. Yeah. Okay. So the the action, is there any discussion by public or board members on, on the issue? Yeah, this is Dan Bourne, board member. Um, and I had a question about the uh, T-Hanger taxi lanes. Uh, the money's been received for that already, right? Uh, and so there's no timeline on when it has to be spent. We just got it at the bank, more or less. Scott Wagner, airport manager. Uh, we've received the grant documents from the state of Kansas, Richard. Uh, those have been executed. We have four years in which to draw down those funds. So that's a program that we get reimbursed for. So, but we didn't uh, get reimbursed for any design costs. So right now um, we're attempting to cobble together a budget as I've kind of presented here to at least get Garver under design uh, for that project. So we are, we're awarded a couple smaller KAIP grants in 2021. Um, and in, in last fall, I think I put it on um, our November meeting. If you recall, we asked for an additional $757,000 from KAIP uh, to do the job right uh, as Garver had prepared uh, some updated estimates. So if we get that uh, additional KIP funding, uh, Dan will be ready to go this, this spring. Uh, Garver will have the plans done and we'll be off and running with that project. I think that's one that the engineering side is going to be pretty fun because their engineering for the the, the uh, taxi lane repairs by the T-hangers is also to help with drainage and things like that at the same time. So, Scott Wagner, uh, airport manager. Yes, that, that, that's correct. And that was one of the key things, as Dan may remember, that came out of the interviews for engineering firms for the airport. They pointed out uh, to us during that interview process that they didn't think uh, that our KIP funding was sufficient to address the the drainage issues that we're seeing uh, outside of uh, T Hangar A, I believe. Hey, Scott, uh, Lloyd Hetrick with FBO. Uh, reading this, uh, the uh, is it my understanding from what you're reading and saying? It sounds like then the the uh, electric fence gates have been are going to be just basically tabled. We're taking that money for now. Do we have any idea when the gates would be replaced or installed? Scott Wagner, airport manager. Uh, no, that, that's not uh, correct. In my next report, I'll give you my airport manager's report. We've got the gate project uh, under contract and that'll get started here in the next few weeks. Sorry, thank you. Any other questions for Scott on the uh, reallocation of the funds? So I'll accept a motion 
to approve the revised airport budget, CIP and maintenance plan changes as outlined by staff. Do I hear a motion? Board, board members so moved. Is that Scott, is that Dan Bourne that, that made the motion? Correct. Correct. Okay, moved by Dan, do I hear a second? Jim Laster second. Jim Laster second. So those in favor, Richard Haig, aye. We grab my list so I don't forget anybody. Clancy Maloney. Aye. Tiffany Hall. Aye. Dan Bourne. Aye. David Hibb. Aye. Jim Laster. Jim. Sorry, mute me. Uh, okay. I, I. So it passes six zero. So now, without me jumping over anything, we'll go for the uh, airport manager's report. Scott Wagner, airport manager. I'll try to keep this brief since I know we got a couple more items. So things again, uh, as you've already heard, are hopping out at the airport. And I'll just briefly touch on the highlights of, of this report. I, I want to throw the, this date out there. Uh, that the uh, Kansas Association of Airports is meeting uh, in June in Dodge City, Kansas. I, I do plan to attend as that conference last year was most helpful for me in connecting with um, fellow airport managers and professionals and engineering firms uh, in the business. And uh, I am on the uh, KA board right now. Uh, in December, um, kudos to Rick Bryan. He helped us update the required reporting of um, aircraft based at our airport. And that was uh, the breakdown uh, that we filed with uh, FAA. We saw a growth in the, the number of uh, um, aircraft based at Lawrence Regional. And if you have questions about that ask that report, uh, Rick can answer those. I mentioned a minute ago this uh, allotment that was in the bipartisan infrastructure legislation passed earlier this year. So this was a, a, a line item out of that bill and Lawrence will be getting $295,000 annually the next five years. Uh, again, I'm still waiting on some guidance from FAA as to how we can access those funds. Um, again, I kind of think that it's gonna be similar to our CIP process where we submit a project and FAA approve it, will approve it, but kind of my Next steps is to probably meet with Garver and set up a meeting with uh, FAA uh, Central Region staff to uh, push them on, on getting some of that guidance out because we've got a lot of projects that uh, we could utilize that, that funding for and get, get moving with them. Um, I think I already reviewed that uh, Garver has been of great help the last couple months since our last board meeting. They reviewed the project plans for the uh, Hetrick taxi lane. They assisted us with the CIP. Uh, data sheet updates and uh, they've also started to help us out with the Eurotech expansion plans. I think I already kind of covered the, the Hetrick project and, and where that stands uh, by answering Richard's question earlier. Uh, the gate controller project, uh, again Lloyd, uh, that project uh, uh, is under contract with a company out of uh, Lenexa, Kansas, Yeager Construction. Um, the next step is to set a pre-construction meeting uh, that should take place here in the next couple of weeks, and they will get started on that here shortly. 
The airport terminal project, as Lloyd is, I'm sure, aware of, uh, has been underway for the last couple of weeks. BA Green was awarded that project uh, to, again, um, build out a new ADA accessible bathrooms in kind of the canteen area where the water closet was. Um, I think uh, the last pictures I saw were that the uh, walls for that bathroom were up and uh, BA Green was uh, doing some tile work uh, perhaps this week. Um, they initially estimated that that would be a three month project, but I really expect them to, to probably get that wrapped up in the next couple of weeks. So um, they're making great, great headway on that. Um, Lloyd and I were discussing the heater project uh, today, actually. Um, the heaters uh, in the maintenance hangar, um, they, don't, they don't work. Uh, and we need to get those replaced. So uh, I've been working with MSO staff to find um, really a, a funding source to, to get that done. Uh, we, we have done that. The city allocates funds annually through a larger maintenance program that we can draw upon uh, funding to uh, get those heater hangers in the maintenance hangar replaced. So I think we're uh, awaiting some contract um, uh, quotes uh, for those uh, heaters. And um, you know, the last I heard that, you know, the parts were kind of, uh, and those replacement heaters were back ordered for a few weeks. And so uh, I know Lloyd would probably like to have those in today on a cold day, but I think it's going to take a few more weeks before we get that done. But uh, that is a project that we have found funding for, and, it, and it's going to get done. Um, a project that we didn't have funding for was, and some of you may know that uh, during that fly-in event, um, a sinkhole was discovered near the airport, and it was actually my, my wife stepped in it. Um, and that turned out to be a, a rather costly, unbudgeted project. Um, but that project I uh, was able to uh, cobble together some funds for, and R.D. Johnson got started this week on that. It's going to replace a, a drain that really runs from the west side of the terminal. Um, it connects to some of the apron uh, drains and then uh, leads over into uh, another drain that's on the east side of the terminal and the uh, access road uh, through that uh, gate on the east side. And R.D. Johnson is uh, currently working on that project right now. Uh, the Eurotech project, uh, not really much to report right now. I've been in constant communication with Chad Decker. Uh, he's uh, working on some initial project plans for that. And I would expect him to have uh, an architect and engineering firm under contract here shortly and, and move that project forward. So not a lot to report on that, but I wanna keep that on our agenda um, because we've uh, we've executed a one-year lease uh, with him and I wanna you know make sure we keep rolling on that with him and he's anxious to, to get started on that project as well. And that's it for uh, my report tonight. Would be happy to answer any questions. Have any questions for Scott? Yeah, this is Ron Rennes uh, speaking. A little question. Um, there's been a major change with one of the lease holdings out at the airport, happens to be mine. Uh, I noticed that this must be a really big secret because it's never been on any of the city manager's reports. It's never been on any of the airport advisory board meetings. Um, there's been an RFP issued. 
there's been many responses to that. There's been a finalist put on. Uh, why is this such a big secret, Scott? Why hasn't this been on any of the airport managers' reports? Why hasn't it been on any of the airport advisory board meeting discussions? And I know at least one airport advisory board member didn't even know, know that somebody from the airport advisory board was on the analysis committee of that. Uh, this is Scott Wagner, airport manager. Uh, thank you, uh, Ron, for your, your comments. Um, I'd be happy to briefly speak about that. I don't have a report prepared tonight uh, for uh, the RFP that did go out on the uh, the hangar uh, where you are located and the LifeStar facility is located on the west side of the airport. Uh, you are correct in that the, the city issued an RFP for use uh, or reuse or sale of that hangar back in November of this year. Um, responses to that RFP were due December 21st, I believe. We received five responses uh, from different uh, entities. And then we had a review committee uh, analyze and, and score those responses. Um, we held interviews, I believe it was January 21st, uh, with the top two candidates that scored highest in uh, the review process. And after that uh, interview stage, um, I crafted a memo uh, based upon the committee's recommendation to the city manager's office. I've really been following the direction of uh, MSO and, and the city manager's office, uh, Ron, in terms of the, the process. I'd be happy to put a full report on our next uh, aviation advisory board agenda. Uh, for those of you that, that don't know, the uh, the lease that uh, Ron has with the city uh, expires in um, March of this year. We provided notice to Mr. Renz in September of this year that we weren't going to be renewing that lease and that we were going to be going through an RFP process. Um, I would be happy to uh, share any of those documents in terms of the RFP uh, with uh, the board. Uh, I was really uh, proud of the RFP document that SAP worked on. Had a lot of assistance from Rick Bryant and MSO staff and our new purchasing manager on that document. We received a, a lot of great responses back and I'm excited to uh, to work with the, uh, uh, the recommended firm that uh, the committee has recommended to move forward with a, a new lease. So good report, Scott. Thanks. Very accurate. Just interesting that it was such a big secret that nobody's ever heard of it. You didn't answer that question why that was. Uh, Scott Wagner, airport manager. It wasn't a secret. I was just, again, following the process. I mean, I'm new to this airport management business, uh, following the process that I was directed uh, from the city manager's office and uh, MSO um, management. Any other questions for Scott? Okay, let's move on to uh, FBO report from Lloyd. Is Lloyd Hetrick, are you still with us? Your mic's muted, muted Lloyd. Lloyd, can you hear me? Your mic's muted.
Yeah, I'm sorry. There you go. That better? Yeah. That we can hear you now, Lloyd. Thank you. My technology. Um, yeah, Lloyd Hetrick with the FBO. Um, Scott, I guess I, I, I might follow up with one other question on the RSVP. Is, are we not, uh, when will it become public? Who did get that? You said it's a recommendation to the city staff right now on uh, who they recommend for that. Scott Wagner, airport manager. Um, I expect this item to be on a city commission agenda in the next couple of weeks. At which time it'd be public knowledge then, I guess. Okay. Um, well, yeah, as far as the airport, I mean, I don't think I might report it. I appreciate, Scott, you working with me on the, the heater issues. It's, it's been going on for three, four years at least. Every year, it's kind of like, well, the money, there's no money in the budget. There's never any money in the budget. And we kind of just go with that every year and kind of survive. And it's gotten to a point now where we're, we're just, we're there. Um, and I, you know, obviously we can be six weeks away and winter's over for it done, but uh, at least, at least I think there's light at the end of the tunnel right now. If we can just keep half of those heaters running, maybe. Um, as far as uh, the game day last Saturday, I don't know if anybody was out the airport. It was, uh, the ramp was packed. We had 20 some aircraft that flew in for the Kentucky game. Um, I suspect this Baylor game with the weather do the change here in the next couple of days. We got five or six, or six, I guess, right now. One of them, a Global Express, one of the, the big ones coming in. Uh, I suspect we'll get a full crowd for that game as well with the weather and everything. Um, other than that, I don't know that I got anything, uh, you know, the, the, it'd be nice when the terminal gets done. It's awful noisy and uh, dusty and everything, but uh, uh, it would be a nice improvement when we get it done. So, yeah. Lloyd, this is Richard Haig, Chair. Uh, how many seats is the Global Express that you have coming in? How many? Uh, what? How, oh. how big an aircraft is that that you expect what, coming you're in? You're talking about seating game? configuration? Correct. Well, I, that's going to depend on the interior, obviously, but um, I, I'd be surprised it's not in that 15 category. Yeah. Okay. It, it'd be equivalent to a, a G5 or even a Falcon 900, okay. depending on how the seating configured. Yeah. So we had a challenge, uh, not a challenger. We had another global in uh, two weeks ago, I believe it was, and we actually was able to put it in our hangar for overnight. Uh, maybe it was three weeks ago. One of the games they came in and uh, we put it in the hangar for that game. So, yeah. If it in the new hangar, it just right. Yeah. Well, it yeah, it, we built it for that. It it takes uh, takes better than half the hangar there, so we got to move some of our planes on occasion. We'll put ours outside to kind of accommodate. But yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Lloyd. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've already done the United Way committee, so if we could do the uh, the update from Clancy on the. Air Race Classic? Sure. 
Um, we've met a couple of times, the uh, board that I have right now, which is Scott, Tiffany, and uh, Tammy Willits. Tammy's in the process of recruiting volunteers, and right now, um, Sarah Thompson is going to handle the ramp management, and I want to encourage anybody who wants to assist. It's going to be a four-day affair, so we're going to need plenty of people out at the airport. Um, day one is June 21st. We need folks to help set up and uh, probably from about 3 p.m. on until sunset in case some of the faster aircraft come through and then dawn to sunset for the next two days and probably until mid-afternoon on the 24th. So if any of you guys are interested in helping out, we'd sure appreciate it. Right now, um, Northeast Kansas is up and running, I believe, on most of it. And um, so far, I think Tammy told me yesterday that she has about 10 solid people signed up and we got a couple more today, Mac Boatwright and um, somebody whose name I didn't write down. So we're looking pretty good at the moment. Um, Tiffany's been working with um, the Town Place Suites downtown. That'll be our primary hotel. Scott, I think, was going to follow up on one other and see what was going on with that. And we're looking for folks to help with ramp. Um, drive some buses back and forth if we do a round robin to the hotels and plenty of timers because we'll need people all day those days to help out. So anybody's interested, let Tammy know and we'll be setting up a schedule pretty soon so that you can decide when you want to help. Thank you. Thank you, Clancy. Okay, the Youth Aviation Camp update. Um, I've been kind of tied up and not diving into that as much as I should. I did uh, finally reach out and talk with Dwayne Peterson and he's all on board and really looking forward to helping us with it. I did talk to, to Derek uh, just a little bit about the city's involvement there. So we do need to try and get things coordinated fairly quickly to, to get that pulled off this year because that's just a few months away as well. So uh, Rick, have you been doing any any of the other stuff? Rick, are you with us? You're oh, yeah, I don't, I don't get to leave until you guys leave. Um, okay. uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, no, because uh, we needed to have this conversation with the board tonight about a date um, and, and start working backwards. And then Dwayne and I'll start working on the logistics and, you know, classroom space and all that other good stuff that we talked about the other day. So, okay. We're ready, we're ready to roll as soon as we get a date and can start moving forward. Okay. Now, now Rick, do you need, does the, uh, the board need to vote on a date or is that something that the commission, the uh, committee when we get together can, can set the date? Uh, well, I, you're the board chair, sir. So um, <laughs> I will, I, I will defer to you. I, I think if we going to be consistent with our, our minutes, like, you know, Ron uh, indicated earlier with Peggy that, um, you know, maybe a first choice and a second choice uh, might be appropriate so that folks that may want to help out um, may know how to plan schedules um, can, you know, make that reservation for uh, the online, online enrollment and stuff. And we can get going, get our body counts going. Okay. Well, the uh, the traditional weekend that we did the last few years of the camp was the first Saturday after KU graduation. And uh, I have to get a calendar out to see. Um, David, do you happen to know when KU, the date of KU's graduation? 
Um, I can look it up real quick and let you know. Okay. It's May. It's May fifteenth. Okay. There you go. So the weekend after that would be Saturday the twenty eighth, um, which is. Well, it would be the Saturday the twenty first. Uh, commencement day is on a Sunday the fifteenth. Okay. So that traditional Saturday so, would be the 21st, and yet the 28th is Memorial Day weekend. And it, when is Mother's Day? You know? Um, I think it's the 8th. It's like the second Sunday of May. I don't know. I never get any presents on that day. Yeah. You only mark the, the ones that you get presents on? Well, how about we tentatively set the date for the 21st of May then? Would that? Well, like within. Uh, it's a board. It's a board decision. Um, okay. The only um, only caveat I, I throw out um, is that we um, unfortunately lost 90 days worth of planning opportunities and stuff. So mm -hmm. um, we may be pushing it. Uh, a little bit to get to the 21st. Uh, so uh, other than that, the board just needs to have that healthy discussion about what looks good for them and um, make sure that we have a successful event. And then from there, Dwayne and I will get started on our end and then um, your recruitment of instructors and pilots and stuff is all that's left to fill the ticket out. Well, actually, I think the, the biggest one's gonna be the logistics at the airport of where we're going to have the classes and spread it out because I think our normal spacing is going to is changed with the development at the airport. So we may have to work with some of the airport tenants or even talk with KU about maybe using some spaces in their their offices as well. Well, and then that's true. And that's what we talked about the other day is that where I have the ability to um, go out and recruit those spaces because um, that's my job and we can get that taken care of and then Dwayne will be able to backfill in with whatever needs parks and rec can provide and then we'll be off and running. Okay. Well, this is Dan Boren, board member. It, it sounds like the, the main or one of the main concerns here is to give you guys enough time to do the proper planning. And so I guess the question is, the pressing question is, is uh, May 21st enough time to do that or do you need more time? I, I truly believe that's plenty of time to get this put together. Um, okay. We'd have to, I would say pending talking with uh, Derek and Dwayne with Parks and Rec, uh, getting it set up because with them getting it out to the, uh, to, through the Parks and Rec network to let everybody know when it is, is the is there going to be the bigger challenge? So I would say we set the date as May 21st, um, pending uh, clearance with Dwayne and, and Derek that will work in their schedule, Dwayne Peterson and Derek Rogers. Is, does that sound good to everyone? So how yeah, we take a motion to, to set the date for the youth aviation camp for the May 21st? Um, pending approval through Parks and Rec. Jim, board member, I'd motion that. Okay. Motion by Jim. Do your second? Uh, Dan Boren, board member, I second it. Okay. 
motion by Jim Lasser, passed or uh, seconded by Dan Bourne. And so uh, Good. I roll call here. Uh, Richard Haig, aye. Grab him. Uh, Clancy Maloney. Aye. Tiffany Hall. Aye. Dan Bourne. Aye. David Habe. Aye. And Jim Laster. <laughs> Jim, it didn't come through. Aye. Aye. So passes 6 0. So we'll have the tentative date for the Youth Aviation Camp of May 21st. All right, with that, um, the next uh, advisory board meeting is set for May 4th. And is there any other discussion before we, I take motion to move to adjourn? Rick Bryant is raising uh, his hand. Yes, thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, two quick items of note. One, tomorrow there's going to be uh, emails sent out to our tea hanger tenants and all of our business partners out at the airport to officially announce that we are now known as the Lawrence Regional Airport. And thank you for your direction uh, back, I don't know, seems like eons ago, but we started this process back in 2020 to request the FAA to make the name change. And then we gave them a little nudge uh, middle of last year, but it uh, has quietly, um, quietly worked through the system. Uh, we weren't even notified but in December, all the charts, documents, uh, protocols, everything now says Lawrence Regional Airport. So with Scott and I just want to say thank you to the board um, for helping us um, get that nudge going. And um, it's consistent with uh, FAA policy. We're one of 13 regional airports in Kansas and uh, puts us on a bigger stage and means we got to act like big guys now and, and ladies and um, you know, show the world that we're capable of handling it. The, the second item is I received a communication over the weekend from Sue Hack. She's the director of Leadership Lawrence. And thanks to COVID, we have not been able to host a Leadership Lawrence class out at the airport the last two years. So she was asking if it's possible that we can coordinate a, the volunteer flights um, for students for this year's class and then any stragglers from 2020 and 2021 that may want to come out. So we're looking at maybe, I don't know, between 40 and, and 50 passengers. And that's a Friday morning, um, weather permitting, of course. And so um, i turn this back over to the, Mr. Chairman and um, he can discuss with the board if it's something that uh, you wish to do. We've done this for literally decades. Uh, in hosting this class, and it's a good promotion for the airport. Um, with COVID, obviously, we cut back for safety reasons, um, both with Leadership Lawrence and, and for the airport, but um, they seem to be willing to fly. So we'll have to mask up and take care of them if we want to go that way. But um, I defer to the board to have a discussion and um, some direction so I can get back and let her know what the answer is. What What Friday is that, Rick? April 29th. Okay. Now is that is that a board function or is that a 
we just need to locate pilots function to to volunteer to fly those because it is leadership Lawrence an independent group well it's a subset of the Chamber of Commerce and it's a leadership development class that meets for multiple times each year yep. but we have hosted a singular event out here to talk about the airport, why it's important mm -hmm. to the community. And you have led that discussion for a number of years. And then we take them on a complimentary aerial tour of the city and county so that they can get a different perspective after weeks in the classroom of what it looks like from the sky. So mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a great promo for the airport. Uh, again, it's one of those situations where we have people that have never been out to our airport. And so that leads to, you know, conversations and maybe a future pilot or somebody knows somebody that wants to hang our plane here. But um, it's, you know, don't know if the timing is good. Um, don't know what the weather will be like, um, you know, but it, you have talked um, and, and I have talked. And um, so uh, it's just a matter of does the board does the board want to do that? And then we have to, you know, find six or seven pilots and planes to, you know, want to fly that larger group out. Exactly. Well, that's what I was, I was trying to remember whether we voted on that before as a, as a board function through, through an official action, or if we just volunteered to, to do that and start looking for and asking for volunteer pilots. Cause most of the pilots that we've had in the past, have not been board members. We've had one or two that have been, and Hedrick has stepped up with some aircraft, and uh, and helped us out with that. So, um, you know, I, I first of all, my memory is a little foggy because it's been two years ago since we, you know, have had to deal with this. I'm not sure if we've ever really taken a vote and had it as a board function, but. Um, it might not be a bad idea to stick it into the minutes that this discussion was held and that the advisory board was in favor or opposed or neutral to getting involved. And then we could, um, you know, just go out and recruit pilots like we have in the past. Okay. Uh, this is Dan Bourne, board member. I don't recall ever voting on this before, uh, but I think it's a good idea. I mean, for, for what it's worth. Well, I, um, this is Rick again. Um, I wanted to bring it up tonight so that the board at least was aware of the interest from leadership Lawrence because they obviously put a value on it. And um, so didn't want to take off and go on a direction different from what the board may or may not want to do. So that's why I brought it up tonight. Okay, sorry, Dan, go ahead. This is Dan Warren, board member. I move that we approve the uh, Leadership Lawrence uh, flights on whatever the date was. It is April 29th. April 29th, Friday morning. Okay. We're here second. I'd second that, Jim. As motion by Dan Bourne, seconded by Jim Laster. And do the roll call vote. Richard Haig, aye. Clancy, Malone. <clears throat> Aye. Tiffany Hall. Aye. Dan Bourne. Aye. Jim Laster. Aye. David Haben. Aye. Haben passes 6-0. So we will uh, now go and, and reach out and see if we can recruit some people to, to help us. Um, in the past, with we've had between 30 and 40 people. And uh, 
we'll have to coordinate with with Scott because they do sign waivers for uh, for liability waivers. So we'll have to work with the city staff to get the the liability waivers made up. And um, actually, Richard, um, this is Rick again. The <laughs> Chamber of Commerce has their own waiver that they okay. have, they have asked those participants to sign, so that we're okay. the city is so absolved of all that. And okay, uh, I, was, I was wondering. So this really this won't be a city function. Then it'll be a board function. Yeah, or it could just be, you know, a couple of friends flying people around. I mean, we've got like five people that I'm staring at right now that got airplanes and pilot experience that yeah. may want to may want to step up and provide flights. And I'm, this is, I'm happy to go out and do the recruiting. Okay. And, and then yeah, this, coordinate that with Sue. Yeah, this is this is Ron, um, and I've participated in those uh, many times in the past. I think it's a really good project. Um, you know, one thing we do need to make sure that whoever's organizing that with the chamber or with leadership Lawrence is we need to talk about COVID protocols for that. Uh, the kind of airplanes we're using are pretty small uh, and, and you can't socially distance. Uh, and so that we have to make sure we've got proper protocols to set, uh, set up for that. And that whoever's gonna coordinate that with the chamber, we need to make sure we do that because that could affect who you may get as pilots, who you may get as passengers, all of that sort of thing. So just a, a just a different consideration in our current wonderful COVID times. Yes, yes. Greatly appreciate that, Ron. So Rick, do I hear you volunteering to help coordinate and interact with Sue? I am happy to do that, yes. Okay. Lansing Melinda board member, um, Rick, do, are, is, the, is there a possibility that you're gonna require vaccination on this for anybody who participates i think you should well Especially, i mean yeah if i can do it i might but um i'm not going to get in an airplane with anybody who isn't vaccinated period the end <laughs> well um that's a great question i i'll be happy to talk to sue about it and see what level of um you know participation with vaccines that they have and um you know, we could always make them wing walk if they're not vaccinated. And, um, you know, if they fall off, then, you know, that's okay too. Um, so, but I'll talk to her and, and express those concerns and, and then we can go from there and and maybe the conglomerate of um, her leadership class are not vaccinated and it's not a, a good thing for our volunteer pilots to participate in. Fair is fair. Well, I mean, I'm not trying to make light of this, but there are some of us who may have other considerations about who we put in our airplanes. That's all. Well, uh, I, I completely agree. And you were one of the first ones that came to mind when um, when you said uh, who we stick in our airplane. And, yes. and so, you know, and, and and I understand you're not making light of it. It's a, it's a serious deal. And, um, you know, nobody wants to be exposed. Uh, last night, I just a personal experience. Last night, I was in the T-Mobile Center with 16,000 people watching Elton John, and I felt like I was in a minority because I had a mask on. And so, um, you know, I don't know how you control this thing, but uh, we can talk about that and um, and see what works out best for everybody. So it's a win-win deal. Yeah, I'll go back to that, and I'll kind of second uh, Clancy's statement. Um, anybody that flies in my airplane has to be vaccinated. 
and and masked. That's just the the way it goes. And yeah. uh, the airlines need you be masked, but they haven't yet done vaccinations, and that may happen yet. Well, um, as I said, we'll I'll talk to Sue, and and we'll see what works out best. And at the bare minimum, everybody will be masked. Um, I don't know what level of vaccination her group has. Um, you know, we'll just go from there. And the ones that are vaccinated, maybe, you know, hate to segregate people, but if they're vaccinated, it will say they get the fly. If they're not vaccinated, um, sorry, next trip when COVID's long gone and cloud of dust behind us. So anyway, that's why I wanted to bring it before the board tonight for this discussion. Sounds great. Well, count me in, Rick. I'll be a, I'll be a pilot that day for you. All righty. Thank you, Richard. You're welcome. Okay, if there's no further business, uh, take a motion to adjourn. Nancy Malani, board member, I so move. David Head, board member, second. And moved and seconded by David Hayeb, and I don't think we need to take a vote on that. The meeting's adjourned. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Thanks.